Every story starts somewhere. In this podcast, we'll take you to the four corners of Ireland, from craggy cliffs and bare-topped hills, to bog-drowned fields and sacred wells. Who knows where we'll end up? In the 1930s, the National Folklore Commission asked school children all over the country to collect stories and folklore in their local area. Thousands of children went home to their parents, grandparents and neighbours and gathered tales of the past from their elders. These were local tales about magical hills, miraculous lakes and life-saving wells dotted across the landscape. These stories form the basis for our adventure. But come with us now as we join our storyteller. I wonder where we'll begin today. This is Where the Story Begins. Hello again. This is Stephen from the National Leprechaun Museum. So I've been in two episodes so far. I talked about Abbey Leaks and I talked about Duro. And I'm going to skip ahead a little bit on the places I've lived and jump straight to Drogheda. I lived in Drogheda for about four or five years. I was living in a spot called Millmount Close, which is up by the Martello Tower up on the hill, also known as the Cup and Saucer. Now that hill that the Martello Tower sits on is supposed to be the last resting place of the great Milesian poet Amergan, the one who sang the song that rallied the landmass of Ireland itself against the Tua de Danon when the Milesians landed. I lived in an odd little house that was right next to this Martello Tower, or right next to the hill it stood on anyway. There was kind of a little moat around the hill that a road ran along inside of, and the house I lived in was built into the side of this moat. So the front door was on the second floor and opened up onto a little driveway, and my bedroom was on the first floor at the back of the house, and that opened up, I had a little door opening up onto the garden, which had a door opening up onto another road because both levels of the house had a road adjacent it was it was quite odd but that martello tower was directly outside my bedroom window i could have thrown stones at it from my bed if i'd left the door open it was odd (laughs) living with um the hill the first milesian poet of ireland was buried under within eyeshot at pretty much all times, but I also thought it was quite fun and quite interesting. I liked Drogheda. It was a nice little town. There's um, a farmer's market, I think, on Fridays. I used to buy a... Uh, go down every Friday morning and buy a focaccia and eat it by, by the river. And there was this old church, a ruined church, just hidden among the streets. You wouldn't even know it was there until you went wandering, and some of the back alleys actually lead through it, and I always found that very interesting. But the story I have for you today from the Dukas Archive 
is one I actually transcribed myself because no one had done it yet. We're, we're still waiting on editorial approval, but I transcribed it. I'm feeling very happy with that. And that's actually a useful thing you can do yourself if you're bored. There's plenty of entries on the Ducas archive that do need transcription. And you can sign up as a volunteer to transcribe some of that work yourself. It would be very, very helpful for the people running the archive and people who use it, like me. Anyway, I'm going to go into the story. Long ago, a man was going home and he had some drink taken. When he came to the Cord Cemetery gates, he felt very sleepy. Seeing a cart outside the gates full of hay, he got in under it and fell asleep. At that time, people used to lift bodies that had been buried and bring them to the doctors and get money for them. Two men came out of the cemetery carrying a coffin between them. They put it in under the hay beside the man and they did not see him. They drove on a little until they came to the crossroads, and then they began to talk. One said that they should turn to the right to go to the country doctor. The other said to turn to the left, but the man in the cart was awakened with the noise, and said they should go on straight. The men got such a fright that they jumped off the cart, because they thought it was the dead man that was speaking. The horse returned to its owner, and he could never make out where the coffin came from. All the man could say was that he had gotten inside a cart outside the cemetery. I do really enjoy the very silly, funny death stories from all around Ireland, because there's a lot of stories of this nature, of misunderstandings around somebody taking a nap somewhere they shouldn't be or someone mistaking a very very deep sleep for death and they'll be put into a coffin or carried off in a cart or a hearse or something and then people will be terrified when this person gets up or begins to talk or something and it's actually a very very common tale type in Ireland you'll find stories like that all over the country and as for the two men who were stealing the coffin, they would have been selling the body to a doctor, yes, but in particular it would be a doctor who was teaching. It would usually be a professor, a professor of anatomy, who needed cadavers for students to practice on or to demonstrate dissection methods with. And the men who stole these bodies, they would be called resurrectionists. Now, Glasnevin Cemetery in Dublin has a sentry tower so people could watch out and make sure that these resurrectionists weren't stealing bodies. Uh, the two most famous resurrectionists in the world, Burke and Hare, who were active in Scotland and sold their cadavers to a Dr. Robert Knox, who was a professor of anatomy, they were both Irish. They were both from Northern Ireland. I believe Burke was from Tyrone and Hare was from Armagh. Uh, they ended up taking their practice a little bit further. They started murdering people in a B&B &B so that they could 
always have a fresh supply of corpses to sell to Knox, who, um... And Knox didn't really question what was happening at any point. I believe he was implicated in their crimes as well, as well he should have been. Uh, resurrectionists were usually poor, working-class people who didn't really have any other way of making ends meet. And they resorted to this out of desperation, usually. So the two men from this story who were stealing the corpse and apparently stole the horse and cart as well, which the story doesn't really mention to begin with, but that's fine. They were probably poor working class men just trying to feed their families. But anyway, that's all I have for you for now. So I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Where the Story Begins, brought to you by the National Leprechaun Museum. You can find out more about this story, this place, and many others by checking out the website of the National Folklore Collection, duchas.ie. That's D-U-C-H-A-S dot I-E. You can also find out more about this place on loganum.ie, the place names database of Ireland. That's L-O-G-A-I-N-M dot I-E. The National Leprechaun Museum celebrates Irish folklore and mythology through the oral storytelling tradition. You can find us on Jervis Street in Dublin, Ireland and on leprechaunmuseum.ie. Today's shamfuckle, Ninyart Gukur Lakela. There's no strength without unity. <laughs>